Good afternoon, everybody. Well, I'd like to begin with a little, shall we call it a good news, bad news story. And it goes like this. Um, this old lady went to her, her local pastor and she says, Father, I have a very good, very good news story. She says, uh, recently I discovered that my husband and myself have, uh, I mean, we, had, we, we in the lotto, we got one million dollars. And she says, that's the good news. The bad news, she says, is my husband, she says, has a very bad heart. And I'm afraid when I tell him that he's going to collapse, he's going to get a heart attack and collapse straight away. And, and uh, so she says, Father, I know that you tend to be fairly diplomatic, so perhaps you would talk to my husband, she says, and gently lead him to, into the fact that we've, we have, uh, we've gotten this money and I'll give you a nice reward. And so he went to see old John and um, he was talking to John for a while and he says, John, by the way, he says, if you happened to win $1 million, what would you do with it? And straight away, John says, if I did, he says, I would give half of it to the church. <laughs> and you know what? The priest, he got the heart attack, okay. <laughs> So that's a sort of a lead in to uh, our a little um, commentary this morning. That is, today, uh, believe it or not, it's, it's Valentine's Day, but it's also the day in which we talk about the, the annual Catholic Appeal, which is uh, lovingly referred to by priests as the Sermon on the Amount. <laughs> and I'd like to put it into the context of um, the ministry of Jesus. And if you've been going to Mass for the last five Sundays, uh, you notice that the Gospel reading for the last five Sundays has really been sort of a commentary on the first chapter, first chapter of St. Mark's Gospel. Jesus at work in the very first chapter of Mark's Gospel. And what you find is that, uh, first of all, the first thing he did was, he's 20, uh, 30 years of age at this point in time, uh, he, he goes all the way down to Judea, and um, he goes to the Jordan River. Uh, he meets John the Baptist, and he's baptized. And then he emerges from the water, and straight away he goes into retreat for 40 days. And subsequently, subsequently, he assembles a couple of disciples behind him. And after he does that, he goes back to uh, his hometown of Tepharnam, and he goes into the, into the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he gives a sermon, probably a lot more profound than you're hearing today. He gives a very profound sermon to the extent that the people said that they were spellbound, they were spellbound by his wisdom. And then all of a sudden, a guy from the crowd would discover that this man is possessed by a demon. And he is asked to take care of this, to, to uh, exercise the demon, and he does exactly that. And this man, this man is free of his impediment. Then Jesus leave, leaves there and he has a house call. That is, he, he goes to the house of Simon, uh, the guy he, he had just chosen, and he discovers that Simon's mother-in-law has, has a, a very bad fever. And he takes care of that straight away. He cures her. In other words, she doesn't have to take antibiotics for two or three weeks after it. Rather, she is, it's, an instant, it's an instant cure. 
And we're told that after she's toured that she waited on them. So she probably, she probably prepared a very beautiful kosher, kosher supper. So they dined together and then after that, we know that as they, were, as they get to the door, they're about to leave and all of a sudden they're bombarded bombarded by people. People were, to, were told coming from everywhere, carrying, carrying their sick and their diseased. And we're told that Jesus took care of all of them. Probably spent the rest of the evening doing that. So by the time he was finished, he had to be exhausted. And then the following morning, he got up early and we're told that, uh, and this is today's gospel, by the way, we're told that he was going, sort of uh, taking some time for himself. But all of a sudden, his disciples come to him and say, everybody is looking for you. And so he has to leave there straight away and almost immediately encounters this man who has leprosy. And the leper uh, came right up to him and begged, begged him in order to be healed. Jesus does exactly that. And that takes you to the end of chapter one. But in, in essence, what you get there is, you get a sort of a, a snippet, if you will, of the ministry of Jesus, Jesus at work. And uh, as you think about that today, uh, think about all of us in this present day and age, and that the purpose of the church in this day and age is to continue on to the best of our ability, to continue on that ministry of Christ in the world. And it happens at two different levels. It happens at the level of the parish, and uh, you know as well as I do what takes place in the parish. Uh, but more recently, what, happens, what has happened during the last uh, nine or, or year, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not what normally happens, as you know yourself. Things are scaled down a bit. But, uh, so in generally, when you look back or look ahead, hopefully, uh, you, you'll, get a, you'll get a good understanding of what takes place at parish level. But then when it comes to the diocese, sometimes it's another matter. You say, well, you know, what's the diocese for? Well, if that's your question today, then you're going to look at a, a very brief little video and just keep in mind that this video, it's about six minutes long. So as you watch it, you can just, we don't have any popcorn, but just relax and pay attention as we go along. My sisters and brothers in Christ, in our scripture reading for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, we are surprised by the faith expressed by the leper. During Jesus' public ministry, anyone with leprosy was thought to be a sinner. A person with leprosy was enslaved to the disease, could not live among the people, could not drink out of the same well, and was left alone. We are stunned at the leopard's courage to speak to Jesus and say, make me clean. Then Jesus does something surprising. He touches and cures not only the leopard's body, but his heart and soul. How many of you have known the beauty of acceptance? The grace of that acceptance is pure gift. We are changed in that moment, as was the leper. How could the leper contain his joy? He must go and proclaim the good news. The leper takes the gift from Jesus and gives glory to God. Our Catholic appeal allows us to see beyond our differences. We, like the leper, have faith to see the beauty that God has given us. This faith allows us to seek an encounter with Christ. The ministry is supported by our Catholic appeal 
treat our wounds and guide us on the path of holiness. I've lost my job, but dad's still working, so that's how we have less coming in right now. Thank you very much. We appreciate the help. <laughs> She's excited. We just really appreciate it. Anything, anything helps right now. This is a beautiful way to demonstrate that not only do we want babies to be born healthy and safe in the world, but we want to help those families take care of their children. Today was the answer to the call God put into my heart 25 years ago. Through the gift of the Eucharist and his unbelievable, amazing mercy, he's transformed my heart and he's made me merciful and loving to those I encounter. Nothing's gonna stop the Holy Spirit from calling a man if he is called. And the Holy Spirit is gonna to continue to strive after those who he has called, and that's what happened for me. My heart is completely set for the people of God, to serving those who I'm called to love, and I would fight for those who I'm called to serve until my last breath. good news is that we never disconnected from God's people. It is through the incredible support of the communications office that we were able to be creative in finding ways of remaining connected with the people of God. Immediately when people went into lockdown, communications became more and faster. We had to think outside the box. We had to build digital bulletins because we were no longer going to pass those out digital worship aids so people could still honor God and follow along and celebrate with Mass, whether that be at home or in our parishes. I'm so grateful to each and every donor to our Catholic Appeal because without you, we could not communicate the good news in the way that we are. We had been attacked, bombed. Nobody at all was hurt, thank God, nobody. Evil never attacks evil. You know, so the church is something very good. So I take the attack on the church as a sign that we're doing the right thing here. At the moment, we're cleaning up. As lovely as this church is, it's a building. It can be replaced. We follow what we call the stewardship of administration, where we're really looking at how, how can we support and how can we help the entities to maximize those dollars so that we're reaching the greatest number of souls. They had knowledge, they had information, they had support to make those tough and challenging decisions because this has been a tough and challenging year that we've had to deal with. So everything we do, finance and accounting, it doesn't matter. Really the most important thing is the sacramental life at the parish. And if we can take off pressure, if we can free up a pastor five more minutes to get to one more soul, then we know that that's gonna be our value. When you come, it's like everybody want to help you. You've been a blessing in my life because many times I don't have. And when you come, it's amazing what they give you and the love that they give you. During the, the first part of the pandemic, I was available at San Pedro seven days a week. So I had to be the shoulder of God for them to lean on. But the best answer that we had to give was, we are here. 
and therefore you are not alone. The pandemic certainly emphasized our many wounds more than the disease itself and the division among us. Jesus teaches us by his example of healing and giving glory to God. I thank you for your generosity to our Catholic appeal. May your offering be an outpouring of prayer. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. The Lord be with you. And may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. You probably noticed that I was in that last slide. Um, on one side was the uh, fire, fire chief of Winter Park, and on the other side was the police chief. And you might be inclined to say, well, <laughs> what did I do that was wrong? Well, nothing in particular. <laughs> that's, for another, that's, for, that's for another day. But in the meantime, uh, again, one could say the, uh, uh, the bad news right now is the fact that uh, we, um, our assessment for this year is, if you say it quickly, it doesn't sound like much, it's $748,000. Uh, when you say it slowly, obviously it's a lot. So that's the bad news. The good news is that assessment over the last couple of years has been al almost as much, and we've always made our assessment. So I'm very, very confident with regard to this year that we can also make our assessment. Now, having said that, having said that, it's interesting uh, when you check out statistics. Uh, every year, our assessment is made by probably about 25% uh, of our 25% participation from our parish, which in a sense is, you say, whoa, what about everybody else? Um, well, the bottom, the bottom line is, uh, you might be inclined to say, well, why should I, why should I give anything to the diocese? What did they do for us? Well, you, you saw the video for yourselves, but, but apart from that, I, I just one exhibit for you, which I put before you, my exhibit A, if you will. My exhibit A is uh, Father Adam on the video, okay? Father Adam uh, didn't just sort of drop down out of the sky on, on a, a particular day. Rather, uh, he was recruited by the diocese. He was educated by the diocese. He was ordained by the diocese. And so the fact that he's here is because, because of the, the ministry of the diocese. So we have, whether we like it or not, he, we have a lot to be grateful for. And if within the diocese we're going to continue to have excellent priests, then again, uh, we all have to have to pay for them. Now, the bottom line is uh, we're not saying, the diocese is not saying to anybody, you have to give so much. Uh, in fact, if you give anything, it's really a statement of the fact that, uh, that you're in solidarity with all the people in this diocese. So I, I encourage, I encourage your participation. And you probably should have gotten uh, 
an envelope from the diocese uh, over the last couple of weeks. And uh, if the dog has chewed it up or if uh, you don't have it at, th at this particular point in time, then you can, uh, there, are, there are envelopes at all the edges to the church. You can pick one up as, as you leave here. So again, I thank you for, for your interest. And I just, let's, uh, let's continue to work together in order to make God's people and God's kingdom uh, more of reality uh, at St. Margaret Mary. Thank you and God bless.